Welcome again, guys, to Breaking the Glass Ceiling. Um, obviously, you know, this is a podcast about breaking all those social constructs, and it's being powered by Southern Council and the Southern Science Giver Initiative, who have been helping us raise the voice of the people of colour and the marginalised communities within the Southern realm and all the work that they've been doing has been well, so far what we've been doing has been amazing, so, but I'm biased, so you know, whatever. <laughs> um, we are joined today again by and Israel, mm-hmm. like I didn't know, <laughs> and Isabella. Um, so today we are actually talking about uh, social housing and physical health and well-being, the impacts of it, uh, why as people of colour we don't really speak about mental health or physical health or uh, even COVID-19. Um, and how living in social housing can impact physical health and and all those kind of things, yeah. So we're going to delve deep into all of that. And I want to start the conversation off with just, like, a general question. Um, Be like, why do you feel, like, as uh, people of colour, or people living in poor backgrounds or even like single parent backgrounds or, or anything like that um, that we don't really speak about the general health impacts or long-term health impacts women's health uh men's health as well like men don't talk about nothing really they mental health why do you think we do that why do you think that's the thing that's happening because i we were literally saying it as a question and then we're like i don't know why they would do that so it's like mm-hmm. it's good to pick the brains of you guys mm-hmm. I think it's down to stigma, personally. Mm-hmm. I think, um, especially in the black community, I think there's a stigma around mental health in particular. Mm-hmm. And the sense of openness and feeling like you have to be strong and mm-hmm. you can't have that facade or that wall come down. I feel yeah. like a lot of the black community, I find are quite guarded when it comes to speaking about personal things regarding health. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that growing up if we were to complain about certain things like you say within the black community a lot of the time it's like it's almost like the black version of keep calm and carry on mm. so you know when they say stop moaning about foolishness go on do what you're doing mm. do you know what i mean if you're, if you're being sensitive or if you're being a certain way it's i'm just trying to think so you think it's like a, a like a, a cultural thing like a, a family thing that happens throughout like it starts like with parents and the grandparents say it to their children and then they say it to their so then no one's really talking about so moaning about oh my neck's hurting or my arm's hurting yeah it's like oh my god they'll be like well when i was young i ran this <laughs> you know and i did this yeah. so you know yeah. my mind my my mom would be like this that, that and so you just end up being like i'm not going to say anything i'm just going to deal with it do you know what it is when you say i think it is a cultural thing but i think it comes from a place of love mm. i think it's a case of trying to toughen you up yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a case of knowing how, what the world's like and the life you're going to have when you grow up. Mm. Maybe sometimes not taken seriously, but at the same time, they're just trying to toughen you up and make you, yeah. make you stronger mentally and physically. So that's what I like. Just in case you are exaggerating, mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or hypochondriac. Yeah. The amount of times I used to hear that word growing up, I was being a hypochondriac. This time your leg I'll drop off. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think it's coming from a place of love. Do you think, yeah. though, that that can be dangerous then because then when you grow up you you've you've got it from a place of love but now you won't talk to other people about actual things that are bothering you because now you're like oh you know uh, you haven't dealt with the issue you don't deal with your issues because you're like i'm a strong person you know and now this issue is going on you're like i'm just not going to talk about i'm just going to deal with it i'm not going to go here i'm not going to go there and then you feed that into your next kids or, or, or stuff like that. Or friends talk to you, you don't know what to say because you're coming out, oh my God, I just, I find that when my friends are like, oh, this happened to me, I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do because yeah. my world, I just deal with it and shut the fuck up. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But that's because that's what we've been taught just to be like, I don't remember, I would feel guilty mm. having an injury and going to the, I'd feel like I'm wasting people's time going to the hospital. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you have an injury, like after you're like, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. That's all you think about. You don't think about like, oh, thank God they've saved, like they saw that injury. You think, oh, I'm gonna get home. I'm just gonna get in trouble. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you've done something, and now, now this has happened. So, do you think that that could be like a kind of dangerous double-edged sword almost? Yeah, I think so. I think I don't know if you guys have experienced this mm. quote growing up, mm. but is that the, the one that children should be seen and not heard? Yeah, I, I, was, yeah. I was told it. 
all the time. Mm-hmm. But it then translated into like loads of different aspects mm-hmm. of life. Like it then became like children should be seen and not heard. Like everything I have to say is no longer valid and you don't want to hear it anyway. Mm-hmm. So and then don't open up to you. Like I know mm-hmm. it was like that. Um, particularly for my dad, he mm-hmm. was um, like a military background. Mm-hmm. So he was quite... Like, yeah, he's very like not cock like it's weird. He's very open and bubbly, but mm. still like very guarded. Mm. And if I were ever to address like something I was going through or anything, it would just be like, "Oh, children should be seen and not heard." Yeah. Or like, what was the other one that you said? I think um, a friend. I had actually lost two friends mm. during lockdown. Um, well, at this point, mm. it was two. And um, I remember telling my dad about it. I was like, they were 24 years old. Mm. And he was like, well, I lost more than that in the war. Yeah, so it's and kind I of was like, like... My struggles are yeah. still... Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the same that's thing. It's like, like, oh. You're completely invalidating it. Like, mm. she was pregnant. Yeah. And she was 24 years old. Mm. Like, she wasn't in a war. Do you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, it's got it wasn't, it wasn't about land. No. It about <laughs> yeah. But it was help. Yeah. And it was ignored. And again, she was a black woman. Mm. And it was ignored. But I feel like there's such this stigma about just not talking about mm. it, and the people don't want to know about it either. Like, just pretend everything's okay, shut up, and get on with it. Because yeah. I had to, and yeah. I don't think that's the way to deal with it, especially in this day and age when, like, this month is like Men's Mental Health Month as well. And there's um, so much stuff going on in the world now that you see that people couldn't see before. So the mind is already affected a lot, mm. and if you're coming from a, 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 a if you're a person of colour as well, there's the added stuff that's to do with racial things that are going on as well. If you're a, a queer person, there's that that's going on. So you've got all these things going on. If you're a woman now, you literally can't, don't feel safe going anywhere. You didn't anyway, but now you can't even trust the police. Like you were saying before, you yeah, know, you feel anxiety just by seeing them. Um, and so then you've got all of that, and then you've got the world just disintegrating before your eyes, and you're literally like, <laughs> you can't talk about it <laughs> and you mm. try to talk something about it and they're like yeah you know but you know this was my day or something like that it was your day there was you didn't see any of this stuff in, in your day you didn't have to watch all the things mm. going on and over you have to deal with people yeah. messaging you on social media saying good crap to you and you're like well then don't use social media yeah but that's how you work that's how you actually have to get to people because now no one wants to go next to each other because there's COVID-19 which you also didn't have in yeah. your day so there's like loads of things that can affect your mind and I think being from a poor background or from social housing, you don't have the luxury of well, even if the with the um, like NHS and stuff like that, you don't have you don't have the resources to go and do that. Mm. So you just don't do it. And the wait list is so long list, yeah. as well. It's like two year wait list. Mm. Like it's a shoot, and you're never gonna go. I could I, if I'm thinking about I'm thinking about being young and being like in social housing and going to therapy. I couldn't imagine mm. being. You know what I mean? I couldn't imagine That's, actually. Yeah. Like, imagine I'd be like, oh, like, I'm feeling really down. I, I should have therapy. And be like, okay, well, we'll go to the doctor and, and do this. I'd just be like, mm-hmm. I could never imagine them being like, yeah, let's do that. And growing up, I feel like that's something that a lot of people of colour don't um, have, like, mm-hmm. therapy and stuff like that and talking to people and stuff. Like, you just never did it. No. It's funny, if I think about, well, you know how I grew up. If mm-hmm. I think about my life growing up, now as a grown man, when I look back, I'm, I think... A lot of it was traumatic, but yeah. for me, it was just life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was just Wednesday. Mm. But when I look back, at, sorry, at the time, it, it felt normal. Mm. But when I look back, it, I'm not even going to it. I'm talking, I've had friends die in my arms. I've had been attacked by mad skinners. I've had been up by police. So many different things. Mm. But I was kicked out from 14. I was driving from 16. Life was crazy. But for me, it was just life. And luckily, like I said, they, people seem as like, tree hugger now. Do you know what I mean? That's because I choose peace. And that's because me personally, I never really feel like I have anything to prove because the life that I've lived before. Do you know what I mean? So I'm a very peaceful person. I hold three different black belts. I'm a martial artist and all this stuff, but I'm not violent. I don't, because I know what that life can be. And I just found that my outlet was all the other stuff, my creativity, and I was doing the music, the arts. But fortunate for me, I kind of went down that way, but I've seen a lot of people that haven't managed it. And then it's manifested in different ways, their behaviour, within their relationships. Um, like, for example, some guys that grow up, they just can't maintain a relationship. Some of them don't really know what love is or how to show love. Or, do you see know what I'm saying? It's just they, because the way when I, the way I grew up, I mean, for example, when I was a teenager, I lived in a hostel where, because I wasn't from London, I lived up in the Midlands, I would have to fight, when I explain this to people, I'd have to fight to go home. So when you go home today, 
there was a whole gang of people that used to live where I lived. And every time I park up my car, even though I wasn't old enough, I was 16, park up my car, and then there's this whole gang of guys who also lived in this um, housing unit. And I would have to fight to get into my room, and I wouldn't even use the kitchen because it's a communal kitchen. So I'd have to have all my little pot noodles and whatever else. Because the minute I go out, they're going to move to me. Then I go out for the day and come back. And just that, every day, you taught me that that's before I get on with my day. And then my day was crazy. You see what I mean? So, but there's a lot of people that didn't handle that well. You know, so we was taught from young, like, you have to be strong, you have to, you can't be weak and stuff. So anything, when you've got these elements or you've got problems, it's only now as a grown-ass man that me and my friends actually sit and talk and discuss certain problems, talk about emotions and that. And that's probably because the, the world's changing a little bit yeah. and we've matured a lot more to the point where we realise, yo, man, life is short and just get it out now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Speak now. So do you think that, um, why do you think specifically we don't speak about, like, I think we don't speak about, like, women's health? Because, you know, we have, we have, like, loads, I have loads of sisters and stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't actually remember them ever having conversations about, and there's only the mum there, so it's like having the conversations about things would be important. I feel like that we avoid anything to do with physical um, health in general, like growing up, so I think we talk about it. Um, and then I see some other, uh, I see more so with like uh, white families and stuff like that, or like obviously richer families that they are doing it. So is it kind of linked with like, like there's no point mentality like the, the government or people around think there's just no point you're not seeing the healthy people that you're seeing on tv screens don't look like you anyway so do you have this vibe of like well it's not me i'm curious as to why we don't discuss like anything like i feel like we don't discuss anything i feel like um what you just kind of said earlier is that like pcos is something that's only just been really mm. talked about in like the past two years regarding women's health and it's affected women for so lot there was I saw a statistic the other day, I can't remember it exactly. What was it called? A statistic. No, um, um, the, the condition. Uh PCOS, endometriosis. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, endometriosis. Um and wait, what was the other one I was gonna say? You said you saw a statistics. Some statistics, yes. Um and it was about like how erectile dysfunction affects like I don't know, like 10% of men or something, and how endometriosis has affected almost 90% of women. Wow. And yet, There's the, the research and mm. the funding has gone into erectile dysfunction, mm. other than PCOS, whereas that's to do There's with more. fertility and creation. And like, I, I don't get whereas mm. this is for, it's, it's just it's, not, it's for it's pleasure. Not, like, it's, it's not, not giving what yeah, it's supposed like, to give. <laughs> so I found I that. didn't understand this, I know. No, and it's like, even us going through that monthly cycle mm. is painful. Mm. So someone not getting it up compared to me going through a monthly cycle, yeah. like the priorities, mm. make that make sense. And if you listen to the details of what endometriosis does to a woman's body, mm. why are you not prioritising mm. that? Because that can result in drastic surgery. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like... Which then costs more again anyway. So at the end of the day, it's like you save money if you the prevention is better than the cure. You can actually just prevent this from happening if you put money into the research. But they're not doing it because it's women's health and so yeah. like to say between us because they're gatekeepers at the very top are often men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, ah is it really that bad though? <laughs> like mm -hmm. menopause, is it really hot flushes? That's all it is really. Yeah. Like that's what I feel like. Yeah, like trivializing stuff, like and with black women even more so. Mm -hmm. So they're like, you have to just be strong and just accept everything. You, you can't go around saying you're a strong, independent black woman if you're moaning. Like you can't, you can't say I'm a strong, independent. I'm a independent black woman, but you're not strong. You can't be that one. You have to be. You have to accept everything. You have to walk through the streets like strong. With your and I think girl. yeah, the definition of strong in the black community is by not showing emotion. Emotion, yeah. Whereas that mm. isn't really strength. Yeah. Like showing vulnerability is such a strength mm. and power in itself. Mm. But. For some reason, I don't feel like it is viewed that way. Yeah, it's, true, it's almost seen as a weakness, and it, it's it's not strength being like kind of not showing that you have an issue, mm. being aggressive, being mm. like taking no shit and yeah. all that stuff. That's what strong is. It's like, mm. oh, I'm not going to let no one do this, that, that. And it's like, well, no, actually, um, being 
it's that idea of people say being unapologetically this. I'm like, no, you can be apologetic as well. Mm. Because sometimes you'll make mistakes, so you have to apologise. And being accountable And being accountable <laughs> So this idea of that, no, I'm going to be unapologetically living in my truth. Is your truth completely a fantasy that only you live in then? Because it's an echo chamber of all great things that everybody tells you and nothing else exists in your, in your truth. My truth is just about me being amazing and everyone else being shit. Like, it can't be that. It has to be like, you have to have accountability. So I think... You're right, it's the idea of strength is kind of like within the black community and uh, yeah, and a lot it's like of people a toxic are like, ideology. Yeah. Oh, Even like with strength. Asian people, they have to be quiet, mm. they can't moan, they can't they have to just be the model um, yeah. immigrant and get the work done and get the A grades mm. together, they can't make any mistakes because and that alone is gonna be bad for your um, mental health, which is bad for your physical health, everything is is linked. Mm. And it, it's something that I think people of colour experience a lot. Mm. Um to be exceptional or to be like kind of like be ten times better. Ten times better, yeah. Everything and and that even goes with your mental health. You have to handle things ten times more than everyone else. So yeah, this is like it's connected, but like slightly off topic, no, slightly. But it's kind of similar in Asian culture yeah, as yeah. well. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've seen, but there's actually women's classes where they can sit and cry really? because they're not supposed to show so their really emotion. Cute. So there's mm -hmm. classes where women can actually sit and just cry. Well, schedule your prayers. I mean, like oh, how Yeah. Because I don't cry. I like, struggle with that. That's like mm -hmm. a thing where it's like, in my household, everyone's problems are bigger than yours or yeah. you kind of choose to separate yourself from that situation because mm. you don't want to add another no, issue yeah. to the table. So it's like, I'm good. So literally yeah. anytime everyone asks me, you're right, I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. fine. You're always fine. That's the same with me. It's automatic. Yeah. I don't think I've actually ever cried before. Which I find it really weird, mm. and so it's really awkward when I'm around people who are like have emotion. People always say that I'm kind of emotionless, mm. and I'm like, and they're like, you've got loads, of like you said, like your dad, you've got loads mm. of energy and stuff like that. But then when people bring me kind of like stuff, mm. I'm literally just like, like, and that's why it's shining. Always like, you're literally can just leave a group chat and just be gone. Like if they're in and I'm like, Charles left, left the group chat. Like, like, no warning. No, yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm like, there's nothing here. You're all talking about like getting all emotional. I, I just knew them. I, you know, I just, it's too it much, it's, still, one, it's yeah. still on my thing and I'm like, yeah. I have to see it pop up and I'm like, yeah. I'm not, I it, I just can't get into it. So I'm the same in that sense um, with you as being like, it's never even like, um, I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's just the same as like adding um, more problems for anyone else. I just think it's, I'm always thinking like, I don't know actually one thing. I think I'm just being like, it doesn't matter. Like, do you know I was going to say, this is very interesting, right? Because you said it, out of four people, me myself, the last time I I cried or I even remember crying was twenty one. Mm. Yeah, that's nearly half my life ago. Mm. Yeah, and that was because remember Derek, yeah, my yeah. best friend, my best friend said I'm tired, bro. Mum said go upstairs and go upstairs and rest. He goes all right. I went upstairs and died. Didn't know he was sick. Didn't know he had cancer. It's my best friend. They asked me to dress him, and I was all right until when I was at mum was actually there and my mum was there, and that's the last time I cried. Period. Since then, I've lost about 20 friends and so much. It's not intentional. Maybe, I don't know, it's because I was the oldest male of all my brothers and sisters, and I've always been that person having to be there for people, and they always come to me to swear got these problems. I don't know what it is, but it's just, there's, three, there's four people here right now, and at least three of us, that's 75%, have a very similar, do you see what I'm saying? And I, sometimes, I actually think, oh man, when I see people having a good cry, you know that release is good for the soul, right? Mm. Even if I try to, I swear, I don't know what it is, whether it's all the crazy stuff I've been through, mm. but... I've actually envied people sometimes, mm. do you know what I mean? Because I kind of remember the feeling when I was a kid, mm. the feeling after where you yeah. just felt the release. feel relief yeah. and it's like a reset. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I wish I could do that sometimes. Actually, say that. Do you know what's so sad? Do you remember um, my aunt passed away in like, yeah, yeah. June, July? Mm. Didn't cry, had to pack on with the funeral within 10 days to organising it and actually mm. getting it sorted. And I think it wasn't until I took leave in August, mm. still haven't cried, but I dreamt of crying. Yeah, and still crying. Like, it's weird. That is weird. Yeah. It's like in the reality, you can't do it, but out in the in the dreamscape world, you can. And it's like I did feel relief. Like that mm. same feeling. Was like, I felt it, but it was like I didn't do it. Mm. If that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Just yeah. It's good it's for very the soul. Man. It's necessary. We have our emotions for a reason. There's a time for everything. I think it's really interesting because. Obviously, I, I'm, mm. I'm mixed race, mm. and I would definitely say I grew up white, mm. like in a white household. Mm. I cry all the fucking time. Mm. <laughs> so I cry <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I cried yesterday. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
over, I think, getting the coach up, mm. up to London because mm. I didn't want to do it. Mm. Like, it overwhelmed me so much. I was mm. like, fine, I've booked the ticket. I'm mm. not going to get on the coach. Mm. I'm buying a train ticket because that yeah. makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cried it out. It's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I don't, but I don't know where that came from. Like, I think it's probably my mum was always very endearing mm. and very like, what's wrong? Would always ask me. That's probably what I, it is. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what but, it is. But yeah, but I never ever it's ever. So I think my dad's helped me once. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I think mean, like, like, yeah, like. I'm like, my really? boyfriend was like, the hug I saw you at you gave your dad was so awkward. Like, it's like. Don't do that again, please. <laughs> 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 I can't watch. I can't watch. It was like, don't do that again, please. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. That's really awkward for us to have to watch. We don't want to do that. And it's like. Mm. It just sounds so strange. It's like, as I said, that emotional connection. It's like, I'm going on holiday, normally big, big hugs. Yeah, right? bye. No, nothing. It's like I'm doing it, but I'm like, it's out of formality, yeah, not yeah. because yeah. I feel to. Yeah, it. yeah. Like you said, if you don't have that rapport or that mm. constant asking mm. or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't that, work. And yeah, that's why you say your, your mum was really endearing and saying all stuff like, mm. asking you, are you right? Yeah. We never had any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't remember any sort of affection or anything from mm. anybody to be honest with you um you know i try to think of like affection i don't think i don't remember any i think i got more affection from like friends parents mm. like when oh you're so cute like that type of vibe yeah like but it wasn't real it was just them being like oh you're so cute or something more than like anything else so then now i don't really think i almost feel like it's not necessary mm. for me i'm like it makes me feel uncomfortable when people want to hug or stuff. I'm better now than I was before. Before I used to tell people I was autistic, which I probably am at some on some scale. Mm -hmm. um, but I used to be, I used to say it. That's why I don't like being touched. Yeah. So don't, you know, mm -hmm. sit, even if you sit next to me, I used to be like, why are you sitting so close to me? Mm. Like, can you not just sit over there? Like, why do we have to sit yeah. next to each other on the sofa? Oh, let's walk there. Why you want to, like, why can't I just leave and say goodbye? Why do I say goodbye and then you have to touch me when I leave? I'm just going, yeah. don't yeah. see me again. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just leave. He's so just gone. So see me, I'm just leaving. He's just quiet. Clubs oh, disappear, clubs <laughs> I disappear, and they're like, "Where's John going?" And I'm like, "I, you have to know, you have to know that I'm gonna go because if I don't go, you're gonna try and touch me." Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I go, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you're gonna try and be like, "What?" And I'm like, mm, "Go before." So, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not like that so much now. But I definitely think it's mm -hmm. to do with like it's a culture thing as well no, because we literally do not talk about. I think um, there was something you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. about love, mm -hmm. like in regards to like. Um, no, no, no. giving love and stuff mm. but I think it's also massively to do with how you receive love mm -hmm. and everyone has like there's things called love languages and everyone mm. has like different love languages so some people are shown in affection mm. and personal touch yeah. that might not be someone's love language so that yeah. it won't be received that way yeah, yeah, if that's not how you choose to receive love yeah. and then there's like gift giving or there's like time mm. and quality time like, I love doing and I think there's like different types of love languages and if it comes in all forms, like friendship, romantic, parents, like mm -hmm. family, like whatever relationship it is, you, you need that love language to be met and understood. And understood, yeah. Res like, yes, you can give it, but also knowing how to receive it, I mm. think is a, is a really, really big thing. Mm -hmm. I think from like my own experience, I was in abusive relationships from 15 to 21. Mm. If like both, well, different genders, not even mm. both genders, different genders. Mm. And... It wasn't until I was in a healthy relationship at like 22 or 3 mm. and it was so weird to receive kindness mm. and to receive love because I was so used to having to be tough oh, and yeah, not yeah, cry yeah. or show that it was bothering me or mm. all of these things. I had to really guard myself and when someone then had softened and allowed myself to like try and love them and they were trying to love me, it was like, what the hell is going on? Like... It was a really, it, it creates a lot of inner turmoil. Mm. And I think it would translate from parents as well. Like, well, mm. all stuff from, great. But yeah, <laughs> all yeah. stuff from parents translates into relationships. It might even just but, be like household environments as yeah. well. Yeah. Because that's mine. I wouldn't say like my parents are fully to blame, but the dynamic mm. of a toxic household plays yeah. a part. So same thing like you that, I wouldn't say it was fully turmoil, but I'm so used to it being like, 
cold, blah, 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 mm-hmm. that, that receiving of love. It took me time to even to the point where my boyfriend would be like, tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Like, yeah. I don't have time to talk about it. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? I'm just so yeah. chill. But it's just the idea of if we were going back to like talking about mental health, physical health, mm-hmm. it all factors into how we open up. Like, yeah. if mm-hmm. you don't have those fundamentals of love and expression, mm-hmm. I won't feel comfortable talking about these mm-hmm. things. Because even the fact I can feel comfortable to trust, say, Mum, my back hurts, or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel like I have that bond with you, I won't even say that. Mm-hmm. Or, just, or if I do tell you, and your reaction is go lie down yeah. or whatever, that's going to be the pattern. So, like you said about that giving of love, if that's how you respond to me, that's going to be that consistent yeah. domino effect. So then when it comes to accepting it elsewhere, I'm like, I'm treating you, I'm accepting it how I get it from yeah. my mum. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak about it. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you think like a lot of the stuff is, um, we, 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 reason why we don't ask stuff or why people don't talk is like a lack of knowledge um, from the person, people that we're talking to in terms of like, like eating and um, health and, and physical health, like they don't really know anything about it. So when you, we, we don't educate ourselves uh, about any of that stuff and it's not, it's not awarded to us almost, like it's not targeted at us. So we don't know anything about eating healthy and doing this and doing that, especially within like, if your culture is, like I know Jamaican food, it's not really healthy not for healthy. you. <laughs> yeah. So like there's no, there's no getting around like having curry goat, Drenched phenomenal, in oil, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal, <laughs> but unhealthy. Like so, it's like we don't know anything. So imagine being like, I could never imagine. Even me not liking peas was a big oh, yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I was like, okay, then you don't she eat. She says the rice. Without yeah, like rice. And then my mum would always forget to make the rice. She makes separate. She'll, she'll make a separate thing. If I didn't, she'd be like, okay, then you have to have that. And so I'd be like, okay, it's just me. Pick it up, and like so. That's like something. I, 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 I don't I didn't, I don't know why I didn't like it, but there'll be I didn't I don't remember being like there's a food that I don't like I just ate anything that I was taught to eat. Mm. So if you were like oh I'm intolerant to that or this or that like I'm lactose intolerant, but I didn't I didn't know that I was lactose intolerant. I feel lots of like people are lactose mm. intolerant as yeah. well actually. Yeah. Um, but we You're not why do we know that now? But we don't know that anything before. That's like you know what I think a lot of it boils down to as we spoke about last time within classism because yeah. a lot of it's education and that's where classism comes into it so if you're working class lower working class you might not be privy to the information mm. so like anything people are just going to do the best they can with what they have with the knowledge they have with the schools they're going to with the job they have and with the money they have mm. and then that ties into the estates or the areas where you grow up or where you live because again you might not be able to access fresh food affordable uh, that, that's affordable or you know, from starts from when you're at school, look up, mm. you'll take a break and everyone runs down to the chip shop or the chicken and chip yeah. shop, or as we were talking about earlier. Um, you walk down the high street, all you see is that kind of food. Then you go home and culturally, being mm. West Indian, our foods as deep fried and mm. high, high cholesterol and all this kind of stuff. And then within a community, the education is not there where I'm a, I'm a trainer, sports mm. nutritionist and a nutritional therapist. So, my mum <laughs> yeah, and my sisters, when... In the past, when they've gone on certain diets and stuff, and I've sat them down and talked to them about mm. food, and they've decided, you know what, we want to lose a bit of weight, and I've taught them about portion control, mm. calorie-dense food, and so on, right? Mm. And I, I never forget when mum was doing mm. this, and, and, and they, oh, sister. Mm. <laughs> um, and I actually showed them what one portion is, right? Now, traditionally, in the black community, we know this, a plate, not even just Sunday dinner, a mm. plate is a mountain. That's mm. three servings. When they understood how many carbs, I remember my mum saying, that's nothing. That's yeah. that's like four tablespoons. <laughs> I'm starving. Do you know what I'm saying? And then by the time you eat, I don't know, the chicken, like the amount of calories in it, mm. just understand, do you know what? If you just if you if you just grill this or if mm. you just do this, but then they're like, well, there's no flavour, there's no taste, yeah. there's no like that. Do you see what I'm saying? And they're just trying to constantly eat like that. And they realise that most of the foods that they are they can eat if they want to eat clean or eat sensible, you have to strip away a lot of ninety percent of mm. what we eat. Mm. So I think a lot of it boils down to education, man. A lot of it goes down to education, and then people have to understand the link between um, edu- between food and health and mental well-being as well. Yeah, because a lot of people just don't understand the triangle. And I think people think as well that it's just about um, just getting fat. Like the mm-hmm. idea of like eating food um, is like oh, it's just, it's just gonna it's, food, eating food is about not getting fat, like mm-hmm. not about enjoying food as well and being like um, mm-hmm. I, I want to eat sustaining the body and stuff mm. not just um, I just want it I don't want to get fat so I'll just eat this so, so it's the other side of it as well mm. like when people like 
limiting themselves from having stuff because they're like, I don't want to have this, I don't want to get fat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there are other ways for you to not get fat, yeah, besides starving yourself from the things that you want. Like, and it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes I always say to people, like, they're like, oh, you eat whatever you want. And I was like, but that's because I'm always moving. Mm-hmm. If I was not moving, mm-hmm. bitch, like, I would be so, <laughs> like, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, but I have to move if I want to continue yeah. to keep, I can't, KFC tonight, I can't yeah. talk about that. And then at the same time, just sitting in my, Chilling all the time, and I was like, and uh, and and I had an even faster metabolism before, mm. where I could literally, I could just sit there and do nothing, and my body was burning. Yeah, because it's when he was younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, see, no, like that changes as time goes on. Like yeah, I was so like, oh my god, I could just yeah. do nothing. I was doing anything, and so I, I think mm. that um, when I think of people who are like not wanting to like the portion things and say about mm. stripping all the things away, I'm I'm like, when you eat mm. and you're body changes, then your mind is affected as well, and then your body changes some more because your mind is affected, so it doesn't, mm. it's just, it's all connected, and I think people think it's just like, food and um, eating the right stuff is just for the body, mm. and I'm like, no, it's for the mind as well, because then when you see, when you feel the change inside as well, mm-hmm. and you're eating the right food for the brain, everything kind of like goes together, like, mm. I start to think, I don't do it often, mm. I probably do it like once a month, yeah, where I'm like, do you know what, I'm just eating green food and drinking mm. just water yeah. for a whole week here and mm. I hate it like no one's business yet because I'm like I like beige everything that needs to be beige yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if it's beige it's right yeah mm. but then I'm like do you know what having that green green period yeah, where I just literally have all green away and that mm. week I always feel really quite like like mm. alert optimal. Like, yeah optimal yeah I'm like oh like I can go to this mm. like, I sleep really well like I wake up ready mm-hmm. and so I know it's good for me but I can't maintain it all the time because of the like life especially for dancing and stuff like that we yeah. literally like don't eat for ages and we're like I'm hungry now after dancing and you're like oh I'm so like, my body clock is so messed but, up because yeah. <laughs> you don't have a set schedule so mm. you could be up at five one day mm-hmm. Or like on set till three four in the morning yeah. another day mm-hmm. or I and you're know, creating content all the time as well so you're literally just because I, I know I have a relationship issue with food. Mm. Like, that was one of the things I could control was my mm. plate. Mm. So that's my. So I have a good and bad relationship, mm. mainly bad. <laughs> like I couldn't mm. even have my food touching at one point. Yeah, I had to have right. everything separate. I thought I was autistic because that, oh, yeah. that, that was one of the things I couldn't have anything touching, and that was such a thing for me. Like mm. so, even then, like the mixing of foods and stuff, but. Mm. No, it was, I forgot my whole point. Mind it, and I'm like, Mm-mm, no. don't dish my food like that. No, I'm <laughs> autistic, <laughs> but don't do that. To me. <laughs> no, I think it's really. I think like um, the the eating, growing up in social housing, and being ethnic minority in there or in general, we are like kind of like forgotten in the equation of um, healthy eating and, mm. and and wellness and stuff. That's why it's very whitewashed, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very like you said with the um, classism and it's elitism within there, like. There's no space. They have this festival that goes called Balance Festival. Mm. <laughs> it's called Balance, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's called Balance. Yeah, I've been, I've been to that one. I went once before and then they asked me to come and teach her. I'm going to say, Lord, until you can represent your name <laughs> and show me balance, it's not very balanced. I just can't come there. Yeah, like I can't come it's there. It's a white festival. It's a white yeah. festival. <laughs> you, you've got a picture of a yoga class going on, a wellness yoga thing, mm. and if it, yoga, yeah, which mm. is not. It's not my um, uh, culture, and it's definitely not these people in this picture's culture. So, mm. in the picture, though, oh, it was like a hundred people, and they're like, yeah, this is what yoga, this is what yoga looks like, it said. Mm. This is what it said as the caption. This is what yoga looks like. And I was like, yeah. yoga's changed colour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yoga has changed. I thought in, in India, community. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they're like, yeah, they're just getting the like from their crow position in India, looking at that picture, being like, so what are we doing then? Because that yeah. this doesn't look like that. Like, and and I think that that's that's what we we don't get. And like you said, we don't get to be part of it. It's not that we. And the thing is, people say, but there is access. You can go to it too. This access doesn't mean that it's there. Mm-hmm. It means that we are invited to. The t- it's like someone said before. It's like um, 
inclusion, um, like diversity is like being asked to the party. Right. Uh, inclusion is being asked to dance. And then there's a step up where it's saying you get to choose yeah, the yeah, music. Yeah, you get to choose the music. Yeah, and yeah, it's like all different ones. It's like, and that's what we don't see for people who are in social housing or ethnic mm. minorities and stuff like that. And so that's why they don't have the knowledge and stuff, and they mm. don't, and they, and it's not for them because they feel like it's not for them anyway. Um, because the visual representation isn't there, the language isn't there, you know, they don't know these, They like you said, like, um, when you're talking about changing the food and being like, you've got to strip all this away to make mm-hmm. it clean. These people who then speak about healthy eating, and they don't know that stuff to do with culture, so they're just literally saying, why would you, you just chicken just do like this? It's fine for them, because they've been having chicken with salt and pepper for, for mm-hmm. long so they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this chicken is delicious. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I bought it. It's <laughs> pickled chicken, it's great. Like, they're like that. They're like, they're <laughs> Oh, and then everyone else is like, "Where's the flavor? <laughs> Where's the thing?" Yeah, like, we, like so. It's like once you can find a way to vary the two and and make those places more inclusive and give people that feel like they can go there and affordable, and, affordable, and affordable spaces yeah. to eat, man. Did you know? I just had a thought as well about because I think, <coughs> especially within, I'm gonna say like mm-hmm. within like black culture because mm-hmm. what I've seen, mm-hmm. but I think the lack of. I think society as well has hidden a lot of like holistic health and practices, which I feel is quite big mm. in the black uh, mm. community, especially like in other countries, yeah. like not in the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, they practice it all the time, like yeah. like um, just holistic healing mm. or estrogenic healing, mm. like or, like crystals mm. and meditation mm. and breath work and plants and herbs, like mm. all of that stuff, which is just so accessed to them. But over here, they don't talk about any of that stuff, so it would probably make sense. Like, because I know I didn't really learn anything <laughs> um, in regards to like holistic health in the UK. And when someone was introduced, someone up here who was Buddhist, and they started talking about things, and they didn't even show me things, but it just made sense yeah. and resonated with something within inside mm. me. And as soon as it was said about like fast, like water fasting mm-hmm. and things like that, I was like, okay, like that makes sense, like mm. a detox of the body, like, and it translates into other religions as well, like, mm. so I was like, all these things make sense, but it's never spoken about, you just put KFC adverts, or yeah. Iceland, or, like, mm. Lidl and things, and, like, I, I don't, it just goes to education, yeah. I guess, yeah, like, right. it goes to education. blocking that, blocking that. Exactly what I was going to say, a lot of it is business, yeah. politics and business, it's about governments constantly pushing, like, if we step outside now, there's going to be every kind of ad, advertising, mm. the millions and millions are spent, to get us to buy it and buy into the idea or ideology that, okay, we need this to feel good. We want to buy that KFC. We want to have Coca-Cola sponsors, everything, every sport yeah. event. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? It's, and it's not by accident. Advertising yeah. works. Mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? So when they're spending all this crazy money and who's, who's, who's allowing it? That's the government allowing all these massive contracts to push this stuff and they, usually, mm-hmm. and they know where to push it. They're not going to push into areas where people know better, where they're yeah. more educated, where they have the money yeah. to. They're pushing it onto us. Yeah. So that's not by accident. So it's like a two pronged attack because you're trying to teach them from young. Yeah. When the kids are saying, I want that. And no matter what you feed them at home, as soon as they're out and they're with their friends or whatever, like I said, you walk down the high street, they come out of the schools. There was a whole movement where they were trying to say that any kind of chicken and chip shop, yeah, they, they have to be a certain distance from schools because they yeah. know that's. Yeah, and they build the habits from then. That's when they're building that's that good. habit. Seriously, yeah, 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 so yeah, they, yeah, didn't go yeah. they were trying a while ago, a, few years, a couple of years that's back, right? I remember I always think about things like that. I always think when I see kids um, doing, like, with the parents and stuff like that in places. And I, yeah, and I used to go, yeah, and I used to go to, um, like, McDonald's or stuff like that. And mm. so I used to always be like, oh, like, we're, we're literally just in here with our children buying all this kind of food. Like, mm. And we wanted it, you know. Yeah. Oh, can we get? We didn't really get them. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Take away like McDonald's and stuff like that. Really. Touch on that. Really mm. yeah. And so when I watch it, I'm like, rah. Like, mm. I don't think I could do that. But I don't know why. I don't think it's not to do. I think now, yeah. I think now because I'm educated, mm. I know the difference. I'm like, they don't need that. Mm. Why are you give? They don't. They just want it. But I want doesn't get. It, so yeah, <laughs> they get something else. They <laughs> can have some carrots. It's so mm. interesting when you look at it. From from you know, what you know about it, we was quite lucky. Um, I would say touching back on social housing and everything else, and nutrition and health and well-being. One of the benefits was that I was taught to cook from young. Yeah, I was telling someone yesterday. I remember my mom said, "Come, pull up. This is where we live, Marion Grove. Pull up a stool." And she goes, "Let me show you how to scale fish. Let me show you how to gut it. Let me show you how to season and so on." And like you said, we didn't grow up having so much takeaway, and it wasn't even because of education. It's just because 
single mum, six kids, that's the household we grew up in. Mm -hmm. So that was the last thing. But what I did learn is how to be efficient, how to shop smart, how to cook for myself. That way we didn't, look, you was on about the dentist, who said about the dentist earlier, but I remember we used to go to the dentist all the time. We was quite lucky, and that's because mum would give us crackers. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, I'm not giving you no sweets, all, wait, even the dentist. Like, oh my God. <laughs> dry crackers. Was that, your, crackers. Was that, your that was the biscuit. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, that was it. All the time. My mum was so proud of that. Yeah, 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 yeah we tried, we tried to jazz it up. Jam, like, that was, jam on it. But mm. that was back in, in primary school, mm. we used to get that. Huh? ใช่ครับเป็นเบอร์ชิมแล้วก็ตีกันเจ๊ครับเบอร์ชิมแล้วก็ตีกันเจ๊ครับเบอร์ชิมแล้วก็ตีกันเจ๊ครับเบอร์
You're a vegan rasta. What year vegan rasta? What year? The little flick of the dreads. I'm a vegan rasta. How about you? Yo, no, but that's, they had put in. That's <laughs> how it is, though, isn't it? Like things like that are basically, it's if it's from poor people or socially social economic poor social economic backgrounds mm. and, and social housing places, we don't believe in the stuff that we probably have within our cultures already mm. because if you did it here it's embarrassing it's this is that you know mm. it's frowned upon and then they just take it and then turn it back around and then and, and repackage it and send it back to you and that's why i think i don't i struggle with things that are like i'm like why are you doing this like that's probably why i don't like doing yoga because i'm like i know i'm gonna go to yoga class and it's going to be someone that doesn't look like me that has no idea and saying all these words and stuff and i'm just going to be like this is it was disingenuous. This is, yeah, it's just not. You're not the one. You did 200 hours. Like mm. I just don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like I just. I don't know. I just feel like I want it to be authentic, and and mm. and and that goes for um, health, uh, food things as well, and and everything. So I think having um, poor poorer backgrounds and being people of color, we probably have to trust in our culture a bit more, and we're well, not trusting our culture, but be um, aggressive with. The teachings of what is in our culture more and and trust in it and not think that because it's not palatable to mm. this market that it can't be palatable it can't be shared with the market that we already like are sitting in mm. i feel we have to do our own research a lot more because in this day and age we have access to so much yeah. information understand that not everything that is sold to us is for our best intention mm. is, is, is with the best intention that's the whole thing the amount of stuff that come out they'll say have this do this do this we Look, we all got phones. With that, you can do anything. Mm. You can learn a language. You can <laughs> to call, You can do anything. And I know there's an overload of information, but we just got. I think we have to decide to stop collectively being lazy. Mm. Don't learn everything from a meme or or a yeah. few tweets. Go out there and learn. Buy books. Yeah, go to seminars. Learn. You do that, you'll be all right. <laughs> and then when you find that knowledge, don't be greedy because knowledge without um, application or sharing is pointless. Mm. So when you have the knowledge, don't be tight with it. Share yeah. it. That's the key, because there's a lot of people that are in the know, but they're not teaching anybody else. Mm. Yeah. And that's where, as a community, that's what I think we definitely need to do. Whether someone listens, everyone's on their own journey. Mm. So if they're at a point where they're going to accept the information, fine. If not, whatever, but reach and teach one, isn't it? So, mm. I feel like that's what, uh, that's what this your, your um, sub, uh, council has an opportunity to do here Good as well, time. in the Peckham Square, is to start implementing that within this community, with the, with the current... Um, residents that live here still anyway mm. who aren't getting all this stuff in other places so they can't mm. go to central London and, and mm. get all that information blah, 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 blah. they could actually start doing things in the Peckham Square mm. and start doing things in the community centres around where they're in educating people on mm-hmm. food and on nutrition and mm. on um, physical health mm. and how mental health specifically mm. a lot of that like and have people talking, do um, advocate uh, advocates coming in to yeah. speak to them. Um, I think that's something that they, they should start implementing a lot more. They could do it. Do you know the one thing they would need to do? Yeah? It's just teach people an affordable way to eat sensible mm-hmm. and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Simple. It's, it's easier than people was doing it over Zoom throughout lockdown. Yeah. Just that alone. Just and, and make it we spoke about before about it, make it accessible. Mm. Just how do you if you have a budget of this much, how do you feed a family of this in a healthy, tasty way? That's it. Mm. And how do you stay if you can't afford to go to the gym and have fancy equipment, what's the minimum requirement to stay healthy? Mm. At least that should be accessible for free for everybody. Mm. Whether it, it could be a PDF document. Do you know what I mean? At least that's a like, start. I think that should be in schools. Yeah. It should be in Personally, schools. Yeah, it should, be, it should yeah. anyway. Do you know what? Some schools, um, I was te- when I used to teach boot camps at academy, um, a sports academy, because there are sports academies in Suffolk actually, uh, I forgot the name, of the, um, the name of the school now. But when I would go there to set up the class, the information that they had just on the walls, I was amazed. This is me as a qualified trainer. It was literally what I had to learn as a trainer. And I thought, wow. So I don't know whether it's in other schools, but I know that Sports Academy down the road, just everything about training, nutrition, it was just on the walls. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wish I knew this as, yeah. a, as a kid. I don't know if the others do it because it's a sport academy. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right, from schools. Smart. But the problem is, 
even if the schools do it, if you teach the schools, that's fine for the kids, mm. but then they're going to go home and then get, be given yeah, all so the normal food. The mum's going to say, stop your nose, eat this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So the parent is the older generation that needs to be retrained. Mm. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? It, also, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. In, in every aspect of the world. It, it yeah. Really is. yeah, you have to hit them from all angles, man. But definitely, they have to have some kind of campaign and just make it accessible and reachable for everybody. And then they can't say they haven't been told. Because um, one thing doing it, and if the average person don't know, Where's the point in having it? It's kind of like if an NFA are going to do things now, like it's like <coughs> the people who are receiving it have to be willing to receive it as well. Because I always feel like putting things on and doing things for people, but then the people don't afford it on their food. Yeah, it doesn't, they just don't. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, oh, I'm not doing that. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like the language has to be right, the deliveries have to be yeah. right. That it has that has to be thought of all the time. You can't have someone like. Greg trying to show yeah, yeah, like yeah. Jamal and and have relatable people have relatable right? people relaying the messages mm -hmm. and then that way you only have to do it once um, and it will be done right the first time so yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what mm. that was the problem with the fast food takeaway in particular because I felt mm. like more people started to bump when I was in secondary school because that was when Jamie came in from nowhere so you're just a bit like wait Turkey I can't get nothing like yeah. a little candry no, nice sprinkle cake so it's like I think it encouraged that kind of behaviour yeah. I don't I'm not saying you ate perfectly fine before, mm -hmm. but there was a balance. I would yeah, say, exactly. You'll go home. Obviously, everyone's can't give them a bit of veg, not yeah. the, the entire package, but you're more inclined to do it because you've been given a bit of yin and yang. But yeah. for you to come in, like you said, the delivery. Mm. By default, I don't want nothing healthy. Mom, yeah. give me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the tea yeah, because I've been at school starving. And they could have had um, like a bit more um, balance for it, and then it would have leveled out. Mm. And that's part of again. <laughs> educating the people so I think mm -hmm. on this that's actually the end of it now I think on this we could say um, that they need to uh, the, the governments the councils whatever need to start implementing more workshops more information about healthy eating mm -hmm. and healthy um, for your physical health mm -hmm. and uh, healthy eating for your mental health and also speaking and finding outlets where people can actually talk mm, and not exactly. have the culture of like not speaking. Yeah. You know, parents helping parents and families and um, ask their children how they're feeling, ask them and stuff like that. It seems mm. so silly, but the fact that you just said that, it was like, oh, that's exactly what we weren't getting yet. <laughs> so that's why mm. we don't talk about it. And and then finding release so that you can actually feel better. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like it's too late for me. I'm never gonna cry, but you know, <laughs> I cry for other people. I cry for people's misfortune. Inside, internally, mm. it's an inner cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My soul is sad. My soul is sad. But yeah, I think um, hopefully we'll see some changes, and this has helped someone um, listening, and they can uh, like thank learn from it and learn from it as well. Yeah. So thank you guys again thank for coming you. to bring the glass ceiling. I'm gonna make one. I'm gonna need some castle vibes. And we'll see you next time uh, for another episode. So bye. Bye. Peace out. Yeah, cool. <laughs>